so you know just uh just that we're we're on trend i think and we're you know with a lot of other people in in that well, case to quote miranda lambert what does she say <laughs> times like these make me feel strange i'm with you miranda <laughs> brother <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next, a 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, we are coming at you with a review of Lakewood Camping Resort in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. This is our second episode in a row where we're just talking about our big spring break trip. Now, Stephanie, I want to start, and Stephanie is here. I want to start with a question for you. What do you think is the capital of RVing on the East Coast? I think there's two obvious contenders. Do you think that Tampa, Florida is the capital of RVing on the East Coast, the RV capital of the East Coast? Or do you think that Myrtle Beach is the RV capital of the East Coast? I'm sorry. Okay. We've been up and down the East Coast. It's one of those two. Well, okay. Well, it's a trick question because Tampa, Florida is not on the East Coast. Well, <laughs> Oh jeez! <laughs> oh my God! It's oh, no, I, no, no, no! I stop it. It's you not. On, no, 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 no! Wait a second! It's not on the east coast of Florida. <laughs> right? It's on the east coast no. of the United States. No, I'm oh, telling stop. you, it's a faulty question. This is like my cousin Vinny. It's a trick question. Okay, but I will, I will ignore that, and I will say that it's Myrtle Beach, hands down. Of course, Tampa gets you know tossed in there because it's like the capital of the RVing culture. And it's all because of the super show. The super, no, it's Lazy Days too. I mean, there is just a huge amount of RV sales that happens in Tampa. Like, if you ask me what was the RV sales capital, I would say Tampa. Otherwise, I mean, Myrtle Beach just hands down, first of all, it has some of the largest campgrounds in the country. Easily. Some of the largest. Uh, five or six of them. Right. And then it has a bunch of others <laughs> that are thrown in there. Um, so it is just a just a hub of camping culture. And dealerships. And it has been for decades. That's the thing is there's a lot of places that are newer, you know, like camping destinations, resort destinations. Myrtle Beach, I think, just has um, decades and decades worth of like historical camping culture. In camping that area. and RV yeah. culture in Myrtle Beach. I agree. I think we have officially... Named We've named it. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the RV well, capital I, of the I, East Coast. I didn't know any of this when, you know, I mean, 13 years ago, right? And we're, we have our pop-up camper and we're going, oh, where are we going? What trips are we going? And somebody that I knew that had had an RV for decades is like, oh, well, we go down to Myrtle Beach. And Every I was year. Like, and I was like, really? Myrtle Beach? And she's like, we love it. It's the perfect family vacation place. And I was like, in my mind, I just pictured the boardwalk, right? And we have boardwalks here in New Jersey and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, all right. Well, we went down one 
one year and we got hooked and we've been again and again. It's just a fantastic destination. You're right. 13 years ago, we knew nothing. We, I were, knew ju- nothing. we were just looking at ourselves and saying, where should we camp next? Yeah. And we didn't know. And then we just and been, we didn't have a book to tell us. <laughs> didn't have any books. No books. Okay. So we're going to come back in a second. And we're going to give you a complete review of Lakewood Camping Resort, which was really one of the most fun family spring breaks we have ever been on. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Camp Spot. Let's face it, summers weren't meant to be experienced sitting at a desk or staring at a computer screen. It's time to call Time Out. CampSpot is here to help. CampSpot is an instant booking platform for camping across North America featuring over 140,000 campsites. Research and book the best campgrounds, RV parks, cabins, glamping destinations, and more to find your time out. Whether it's your next epic adventure, girls' night out, or family reunion, CampSpot lets you filter your search results by the type of getaway you want. Browse by location, price point, site type, amenities, and more. CampSpot also offers premium inventory, real-time availability, and no membership fees so that you can find the best sites at the best campgrounds for the best prices. Picture it now. Fresh air in your lungs, cool breeze in your hair, warm hugs in your soul, and that grounded sense of self you'll only find when you spend time out. Book your spring and summer camping trips now. Find your time out. Find your camp spot at campspot.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. So we started our spring break with two nights at the Wilmington KOA. Then we went to Carolina Pines for three nights. And then we went to Lakewood Camping Resort because we basically what we wanted was we wanted a little bit of Carolina Pines and a lot of beach. So I think we were at Lakewood Camping Resort for five nights Maybe even Monday, six Tuesday, nights. Thursday, Friday. Yeah, five nights. Five nights at Lakewood. Yep. So you're better at geography than I am. <laughs> How would you describe its location in Myrtle Beach? So um, this is at the southern end of like Myrtle Beach proper. Uh, so this is right down there near some of the other like Myrtle Beach State Park. It's just past it. Yeah. So if you stand out on the beach, you can look up and see, you can look and see the pier for Myrtle Beach State Park. And if you look up to your north, you can see like the bustling skywheel kind of area of downtown And Myrtle this Beach. is all known as the Myrtle Beach Grand Strand, but I think that this would be the This is the southern, southern side of it, of it, and it's quieter down there. And this is the thing about Myrtle Beach is that um, even though we've done it all, right, because we've been enough times that we've done all like the boardwalky, more touristy stuff. One of the things that we love about it is you can go to Myrtle Beach and like stay away from every all of that. Nonsense. We didn't this trip. We didn't go this into trip, downtown Myrtle Beach. This at trip all. was our least Myrtle of Myrtle Beach trips. Like we did nothing of we, any of the tourists. It was a lot of beach and not a lot yeah. of Myrtle. Yep. Yep. OK, so. Lakewood Camping Resort is one of these camping resorts that Stephanie mentioned is it's got to be one of the biggest campgrounds in the country. Mm-hmm. It really it is a bustling, busy, sort of family centric camping resort uh, and it's private and it's family owned. It operates more like a camping town or a small yeah. camping city. city. And I mean that in a good way. It's like everything is right there that you need. 
I think that people that haven't been to these types of campgrounds are a little shocked when they first um, picture them. We've we've been around. We've been in these. So this was our first time staying at Lakewood, but we knew we've actually driven through it. We know exactly what to expect. These little areas almost operate like planned communities, right? Because they actually have not just the regular traditional campground area where you'll have your RVs that are coming and going. They also have a ton of... um, like stationary RVs and seasonal model type RVs, park cabins. models, cabins. And then they also have like a lot of them condos, like actual condominiums that maybe are, are built along the edges on the outside and everything. So this is something that's common in Myrtle beach, but that you may not have seen anywhere. Yeah, so it's, it's actually really different than anything else we've seen in our travels. And this is what made it so accommodating for our, um, the other family that camped with us, right? Cause yeah. they rented sort of a cottage, on yep. like a little lake. Yeah. So um, the, one of my friends was like, oh, oh where are you going? You know, everybody always asks me, where are we going? And then she was like, okay, we're going to look in and see what they have there. So I was just so pleasantly surprised. We've been talking about price a lot this season because it's on everybody's mind, right? There's a couple of reasons. Obviously, the economy and we're all seeing like prices on things that are hitting. I our- think all of us are shocked every time we buy anything. Well, look, I'm shocked every time I buy a plane ticket to fly out to Chicago for work. And I'm like, oh, we're not flying anywhere as a family this summer. Like everything is a little shocking at the gas pump and everything. So we all know that. But then on top of that, there's been that steady trend in the campground industry that has seen prices, especially for what we call resort camping, go up and up and up. Right. So this has been on everybody's mind. I I have to say, I don't want to save this for later in this episode. This Lakewood, you know, campground, I was like, this is like they haven't. Now watch all the prices. <laughs> like, no, wait. I, I, I think this, you're right. The prices here have not ballooned like they have at so many of the other resorts. This felt like we were still camping seven years ago when I would pay $100 a site or whatever. And I would say to people, that's not expensive because five of us are staying there and we're getting all of the pool amenities and the beach and the water slides. And I would explain to people why that price tag was not expensive. And I'll say that our friend felt the same. Our friends Her felt the same was way. Reasonable. So she had looked at the rental and she found a park model um, that was available for, I want to say, like in the twos area. Her night. So that yeah, it was not crazy. Her whole stay there for the week for that part of the week with us was about a thousand dollars. Reasonable. This is a family of five. Okay, staying at a campground. And she asked me because she's budget conscious, too. She said to me, do you think their grandmother was with them? It was six of them. So she said, do you think we're going to be able to stay there and not like spend a lot of extra money? Is everything going to be included? It says it's included. Yes, everything was included. The bikes. The I still cannot believe that the they had free bike rentals. The paddle, the the paddle boards. The, the you know, like you could just the, get everything. The water park. The water like some park. places do charge right. extra for these things. They literally everything was included. Oh, all the recreation stuff. We went and we got the shuffleboard stuff. You get the volleyball. Everything. So she had a family of five was able to have basically an all-inclusive vacation because maybe a two thousand dollar tow i don't know what they they spent whatever we didn't but you know know, like possibly but that is so 
flipping and reasonable. On the beach. So this is I felt like this day made me feel like we were working in the economy of like the previous world yeah, of and, campgrounds. And our site, nice. we had an yeah. oceanfront site and the sites here are not huge. No. Okay, there's a lot of RVs here. Our oceanfront site during Easter week, I think, was right around 90 a night. Now, if you moved back a bit, it was even less than that. And obviously, Easter's, they're going to charge more than other times. The food there at the snack stand was reasonably priced. Mm -hmm. The ice cream was reasonably priced. Yeah. The little bit of groceries that they had in their trading post area was reasonably priced. Yeah. T-shirts and souvenirs were re- reasonably priced. The entire time there, that kept making an impression on me in this era where everybody's trying to get 200 bucks a night for a campground. Or yeah, not everybody, and look, but a I, lot of people. I respect the fact that we all say we want a free market and want capital. So if this family feels like they have to raise prices to meet their bottom line, I don't want to be the one criticizing them for that, right? And being like, no, you have to operate at a loss because I want my cheap camping vacations. So like, like state parks, right? Because right, that's subsidized. That's not capitalism. So like, I don't want to act like that, but I do want to at least acknowledge that I appreciated the fact that it did not feel like they were gaming the system. It didn't feel like it was They're greed. They're taking advantage. Greed. Yes. And Laura, our friend who was there, kept saying like, I'm amazed it's so reasonable because they, they could sell this property for yeah. millions and millions of dollars and put condos here. Yeah. And that is the thing. We want beachfront camping on the East Coast at Myrtle Beach. you got to realize these campground owners probably are constantly entertaining offers to sell that. I mean, they have a massive amount of beachfront property right there. Now, I mentioned we had an oceanfront site. And if you're at a campground at the beach... I always think, get oceanfront. Yeah. Get an oceanfront site. Here it was a little different. I actually we wished chosen, that we were yeah. back, even if we were just back three or four sites, not three or four rows, because they have sort of a promenade at the front, <laughs> like a street, <laughs> and everybody like goes back and forth on their golf, golf carts at night, yes. and the basketball courts there, the volleyball courts there, the playgrounds there. It's really, really fun, but our site was literally right, right there. We had the busiest site in the whole campground, and it was it was our fault. We chose it because there was this thing where we're like, we also like being able to sit at our site, knowing the kids, you know, of our age. We love being able to sit at a site and watch them at the playground, at the basketball court, at the, the and this campsite did put us in that position. So that's originally why we chose it. We were like, we can walk across the street to the beach. We can walk right to the and pool. We, did. we walked and we right did. down to the sand. So there was a reason why we chose that. But then having been there, we were like, even if you went down the row of oceanfront sites. T- further north. Yes. It was quieter. The site behind us was we quieter were, because yeah. our RV was then blocking the, yeah. you know, all the, no, all the we fun stuff going on, on at the boardwalk. The single busiest. So site. I'm just saying, if you want a little quiet here, be a little strategic as to where you get your site and nice trees too which is you know not usual for beachfront camping if you Mm -hmm. go in a little bit then they have really pretty trees there's some sections that are totally shaded Mm -hmm. if you're there in the summer and myrtle gets hot in summer yeah if you're there in the summer i would definitely move in a little bit and get some shade now the pool and the water slides and the lazy river were non-stop fun non-stop fun the water was a little chilly for like stephanie yeah. Maybe a little bit. Uh, and they just opened the it water slides the day we showed up. Thank God. Weekend. Yeah. So. But the water slides are actually fast and fun. The lazy river is definitely just like we were kicking back in the lazy river every single day. And the pool is really large and spacious, too. Now, I said it was a little bit chilly in Myrtle already by this time right now. That pool is probably nice and warm. Right. It's yeah. just we were there in April. 
We only go here like so spring break really varies a lot um, up in New Jersey when we have off for their school. Um, So it can be in March some years. It can be in late April. Like there's a real span of dates that we may be on spring break. We last year had a very early spring break in March and we chose to go down to Destin, Florida, because I was like, there's no way it's going to be warm enough. So I think this is a really important tip for new RV owners or people who've never been to Myrtle. If your family's spring break is late March or early April, you might want to go further south than Myrtle because pools might not be open. Or you might just get it's a hit or miss. with A little hit or miss. It really is. If your spring break is mid to late April. It's like summer there to this New Jersey boy. Like we are in the ocean every day swimming. Our boys were surfing in the ocean with no wetsuits on. I mean, the beach and the ocean were beautiful. So choose your dates wisely for a spring break in Myrtle Beach. Okay, we're going to come back in a second to talk about activities and amenities. But first, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. Whether you enjoy the comfort of a luxury cabin, a deluxe RV site, or prefer to try some unique options like yurts, treehouses, or covered wagons, award-winning Jellystone Parks has a variety of first-rate accommodations, attractions, and activities to provide the setting for an affordable and fun family vacation. Our family has been making great camping memories at Jellystone Park for years, and we can't wait to get back and see Yogi Bear and friends this spring and summer. Jellystone Park locations have everything you and your family will need to make long-lasting camping memories. From amazing water zones, including pools, splash grounds, and splash pads, to mini golf, wagon rides, and jumping pillows, Jellystone Park is the best place for family entertainment this year. You will also find many themed weekend events, including appearances from Yogi Bear and Friends. You will notice that family fun at our exciting camp resorts is the main attraction. With over 75 locations across the United States and Canada, make Jellystone Park part of your vacation this spring and summer. Remember, it's not just a campground, it's Jellystone Park. To find out more and book your spring and summer getaways, head on over to jellystonepark.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here giving you more details about Lakewood Camping Resort in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. There is so much stuff here. I'm not going to remember everything. I'm not going to cover everything. They have a large arcade. We had beautiful weather. I don't think our kids went in the arcade and our boys will go into an arcade. I just don't even think they felt the need to go into the arcade. There was so much going on. No, they didn't. It was as long as we have really nice weather and there is a beach and a pool and all the other stuff they have. They won't they won't head to that. So but it's there. And all this stuff is in the front right corner on the beach in the campground arcade amphitheater they have an info center which is really nice so you can walk up and ask for a schedule of activities you can walk up and say what are the hours at the pool because the place where you check in is actually quite far away from the beach yeah so there's like two major hubs right there's the hub at the front of the campground that has all of those like city amenities like you pull in and you check in and they have the guard booth that like you know checks cars as they come in and then up there there's the the camp store the laundry mat which is huge okay so you have a nice place to do laundry if you need to, which for beach camping is very nice. Um, all of like upfront, all of those, um, like we said, bike rentals, which, you know, here here's the thing is you can go there and you can check out a bike. 
and you can have it for a couple hours and then you can go back and you can say, oh, we're going to keep it. As long as you check in, you just have to have them back by like there was a certain time at night, like seven o'clock at night or whatever. You had to have your bike back. That's amazing. Um, up there, you get the paddleboard rentals, like the little like, um, you know, kayak kind of rentals and everything, all the water stuff that you could go out right there on that little lake that they had there. So that's all at the front of the campground, the ice cream, the little restaurant. They call it the trading post. Yeah. Um, and then you drive all the way through the campground, all the sites, all the cabins, all the park models, and you get up to the beach and then along the front are all of the other activities. There's the pool and the, you know, There's the splash There's an indoor ground, pool as right. well and an indoor hot tub. Hot tub there. Um, basketball court, volleyball court, shuffleboard. I and mean, they are nice basketball courts. Yeah, and so this basically lines up along the entire front of the campground. So your kids can just hop from one activity to the next. Um, also up there at the front, there's a little uh, food truck court there is, area. Yeah, like there was like three or four so, good food trucks. Yeah, three food Food trucks while we were there. I don't know if they rotate out, but there was a barbecue, a hibachi, and like a fair like a boardwalk one, kind like of, a boardwalk yeah. one. Yeah, with like lemonade and hot dogs and all of that like stuff. That. Yeah. And what do you call those things with powdered sugar on them that they sell at the boardwalk? Funnel cakes. Funnel cakes yes. <laughs> okay. And then the Italian ice was yeah. amazing. Okay. Huge. This guy has just this little Italian ice stand. They were like five bucks a pop, which maybe sounds expensive to some people, but they were huge. You could easily split one. So yeah, back to our suggestion that, um, can, you know, campgrounds need our consulting. Um, this is something that I, I, I've said for years that having food service at campgrounds is important for today's modern camper. Most of us are very busy, a lot of couples, both people are working. It's very difficult to get all of your food and everything ready for a weekend getaway. Um, you know, when you go to a campground, it can be like, wait, does mom get a vacation, right? From cooking and dishes and all that stuff like that. So I've always said, like, it makes such a difference when I'm at a campground where we can get a pizza or whatever, and I don't have to feel like I'm making three meals a day like I do at home. So this is a thing that I think all campgrounds need to start doing. A lot have, but if you don't have the the staffing, the resources to actually open up a sort of like food service center at your campground, there is no excuse in this day and age for not having food trucks. They're all they're everywhere. They're in our town. Well, you every just rent town. the space, right? Just, like you're making money and not doing anything. That's right. Pound the pavement. Find some food trucks in your area. And they, they and say, can you pull in from this day to, you know, this time to this time on Friday night or whatever? Such a great idea. It is not a lot of overhead for these campgrounds to be getting food trucks. And in. it was so nice. I mean, they had the one food truck that was funnel cake and hot dogs and lemonade, but it was really nice. They had a barbecue food truck. Yeah. And they had the one that you said was the like hibachi. All the, the kids hibachi, got food hibachi. Food we were in line for hibachi. the barbecue and all the kids were like, oh, we're going over to get the hibachi. Also separately, not up in the beach area and not near the trading post area, I think they call it the trading post, somewhat in the middle of the campground, they have a coffee house. Yeah. And the coffee was good. And they had fresh donuts in the morning, fresh glazed donuts in the morning that were absolutely delicious. So two of the mornings we were there, got in line, bought like half a dozen donuts, brought them back for the kids, and everyone was really, really thrilled. So I love seeing that too. So overall, this is the type of place that you don't need. You could go on a week's vacation 
And I mean, there's lots to do in Myrtle. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. Go and see we Myrtle. Have. We've done it all. And but it's don't amazing. But we did. This was the first time we've ever been to Myrtle Beach where we pretty much did nothing. We, we went to um, Huntington Beach State Park uh, one day because we love it there. Um, and, and that's like practically free because it's like what ten dollars for the car or whatever so whatever that's and a you minimal see your alligators cost. and you right you walk around you go to the nature center you see the alligators it's great um you could go to the beach there so you know we did that but we literally did nothing else we didn't do a mini golf in myrtle beach like we just didn't we just and had we've, a good and we've time been five times though. yeah if you so, haven't been you're gonna want to no, do that you're gonna want to do it and we have plenty of stuff on what we love about myrtle beach on the website too from the past we have all of our favorite activities um and we you should probably try to link to some of those and the show notes for this episode is our other absolutely myrtle stuff like There's we've done a 20 different blog trailer posts. life article you know on myrtle beach and everything because we really love it there and think it's a great family destination but i never get bored of myrtle i ne- if you said let's go to myrtle beach for spring break next year i'd be like let's go it, it just it oh, hits us the right at the right time of year when we're done with the winter and we want to be swimming we want to uh, be at the beach speaking of economics laura put in a um walmart grocery pit. there's a walmart across the street on her way to check into the park model like because we were at carolina pines um she ordered a um a grocery order from Walmart and she pulled up and got her groceries put in her trunk at Walmart and then went across the street and checked in at Lakewood. So, you know, she spent a couple hundred bucks on groceries um, and then we were all eating, you know, meals at the campground the whole time. So it's just another thing that it was very easy for us to just get groceries down there. And we're talking about all these crazy prices. Thank God for the RV or the cabin or the rental where you can bring groceries and you don't have to go out to eat all the time, right? Because yeah. that's going to make a vacation no, cost five thousand dollars. Like she could do her groceries just like we do with RV, and it was an incredibly. We chose to go out to dinner one time at a place nearby. Tupelo that, Honey. Yeah, that we just had to get our little Tupelo Honey fix. Um, we've been going to Tupelo Honey since twenty five years ago. The first location that existed in, in Asheville. Asheville in a little hole in the wall place. So we have to get our little Tupelo, even, even though it's like not even recognizable. And now, like, did you think it was that it had gone it downhill a, a little? No, I think you're I didn't say I didn't say it did. I'm asking you. Go downhill. It's a completely different restaurant than it it was when we used to go. Um, You know, the biscuits aren't free anymore. They're not free, but were they good? And they're for a donation. And it's a donation, so they're contributing like thousands of dollars to charity every year through their biscuit sales. So, like, you can't call that downhill. (laughs) No, I I didn't say they went downhill. I was asking you what you thought. Okay, we're going to come back in a second and wrap up the show. But first, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Neighbor. Is your driveway too small for the RV of your dreams? Does your homeowners association not allow you to park your RV on your own property? Are you worried about paying top dollar to leave your RV at a sketchy storage facility? When it comes to finding safe and affordable RV storage, are you feeling totally stuck? Then maybe it's time you gave Neighbor a try. Neighbor.com forward slash RV Atlas can help you find safe, closer, more convenient storage right in your own neighborhood. Stay tuned for a special offer just for our listeners. Neighbor connects you and your neighbors so that you can find affordable RV storage close to your home. You help them earn extra cash while they keep your RV safe at their home. When I use Neighbor to search for storage options near my house, I was surprised to find dozens of affordable options. Neighbor also offers a wide variety of plans so you can choose the right protection that best suits your needs. You'll be able to quickly and easily add a property protection plan while placing a storage reservation. Give your RV 
a home, not a storage space. Visit neighbor.com forward slash RV Atlas for 50% off your first month of storage with neighbor. That's neighbor.com forward slash RV Atlas for 50% off your first month of RV storage. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are wrapping up our two-episode run where Stephanie and I reviewed the Wilmington KOA on the last episode and Lakewood Camping Resort on this episode. So my last question for you, Stephanie, is what was your favorite memory during our stay at Lakewood Camping Resort? Your favorite spring break memory? Oh, gosh. I We had fun. I I think that's not... I don't know. I don't know. Sitting on the beach... There's nothing like the first days at the beach from I'm a beach girl through and through. So like you can't get on the beach that early around here. It's just sitting. cold here. And so windy. you're just being on the beach is like, yay, like the the the, board, the boys were all out in the water on their surfboards. That was super fun to watch them all getting into the water for the first time during the year and enjoying that. Probably we spend a couple hours in the lazy river. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> so that's nice, right? Like just like going, like looping around the lazy river with all of us. Or the kids went down the water slides and everything. I think that you had fun. fun having another mom friend there too. I think that made it kind of more relaxing and fun for you. Yeah. yeah Not just surrounded by the boys. The boys, yeah. So no, we had a really good time. Oh, you know, and playing the things like shuffleboard and everything was fun. Like having a shuffleboard tournament with the boys one night was fun. Oh my gosh, and... you had such a cute little video of that. Yeah. I had so much fun helping the boys surfing, kind of pushing them into some waves. It, though they're getting to the point where I don't need to, but, you know, they, they still want me out there helping. And then I also had so much fun cooking big shared meals together, like, you know, just making like 18 grilled cheese sandwiches for everybody or making a huge amount of pancakes one morning. Like, I love cooking for a lot. Yeah, well, that was like, like that. right. It's about you like short order cook. You were like just I was in my zone slapping the hot dogs and hamburgers yeah. and grilled cheeses down and everything. Simple camping food yeah. and just sharing good good times. We with did family. Um, chicken fajitas one night that the kids all loved. They were really good. They came out good. We just did, yeah. And it was funny because you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't make enough." Dude, the Blackstone is a beast at the campground, man. I yeah. mean, it performs. Six kids, uh, six kids. Six kids, four adults, uh, five boys and a girl. So there was they were eating. And they were slamming. Yes. They were slamming the hot dogs and yeah. pancakes. OK, so tell me the truth. Do you think we'll do an RV trip to South Carolina for spring break next year? Or do you feel like uh, we've done it six times? Let's do something different. No, it's always an option. We'll say if I can. Fl- like it'll. I don't even know when our spring break is. Right, we have to look at so the calendar. So I have to look at the calendar because if it's too early, then I scrap South Carolina. If it's later, I like South Carolina as an option. Um, the issue for me is whether, like right now, I don't want to fly. It's too <laughs> I sound it's, like every cranky it's, person it's out not, there. The prices have got to come down. We point. flew to um, Yellowstone last summer for the whole family, five of us, and we paid under 3000 for all of those plane tickets. And of course, I get like airline points throughout the year for my flying and everything. So I don't have to pay that much. But it was pretty much like a $500, five and change ticket for everybody in the family to fly to Jackson. And what, what's your guess for this those same year, tickets? This year, I have a friend who's going out to a wedding and she was looking at $900 Jeez, tag on so, airline I mean, tickets. I think like a lot of our listeners, we are staying closer to home this yeah. summer. I mean, it's not all about gas prices, but that's certainly part of the calculation. Yeah. No, I think that this is the perfect summer to do that. Um, and if anybody is like, if anybody is um, feeling the pinch, I would say instead of just complaining about it on social media, because obviously there's plenty of that, I would say reorient. Like we thought, wait a minute, what have we not done with the boys 
that's within like closer driving distance or what haven't we done in a really long time with them? Like we might have gone to some places when they were little that we haven't been back to that they they would we know that they would love again. So we actually had a conversation and we reoriented our thinking about what we could do well, a little closer to home. We might go back to the Lake Placid KOA and it's like, would I rather go to the Grand Canyon? Uh, yes. Yeah. But the Lake Placid KOA is a relatively short drive and we have a blast every summer there. there. So, you know what? I think we're going to go back. Yeah. So, you know, just just that we're we're on trend, I think. And we're, you know, with a lot of other people in in that case. To quote Miranda Lambert. What does she say? (laughs) Times like these make me feel strange. I'm with you, Miranda. (laughs) Brother. No, it's a great new song. Oh, stop it. (laughs) All right. See you at the campground. See you at the campground. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas and a big thank you to our sponsors, to Neighbor, The Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, RV Snaphead, and Go RVing. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook. If you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And we'll see you at the campground.